2: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, here we go. It's reaction time. Red reaction show. Live on 610 Sports Radio. The red reaction show on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to our friends at Olathe, the Ford Lincoln. Eight o'clock Monday night after a Chiefs game on Sunday means one thing. It's your time to shine. Adios, Jay Binkley. Go get some sleep. You, do, you did a lot today. It's one of these... It's one of these weeks, right? Like, man, I fired off some takes that I should probably take back. Um, But there's other things involved other than just a loss to the Raiders. There's so much more into this. And I understand some people's concerns. I understand some people's grief. But I don't understand people
1: like this. The Raiders didn't panic. The other teams panic when they get behind against us. John Gruden's a smart man. He's not dumb. Mike Mayock's not a dumb man either. And that team over there is not going away. They're going to continue to get better. And moving forward, I would much rather have Mike Mayock than Brett Beach. I think Beach has done a good job. He's ignored several areas.
2: He's ignored several areas. Okay. Um, Well, here's some areas that Brett Beach hasn't ignored. Quarterback, he got the best one in the league. That's a real call, by the way. That happened yesterday on uh, the Chiefs postgame show with Jay Binkley. I was sitting in here um, doing some uh, sports updates with him as it was a kind of a brutal afternoon of football. Uh, Browns, Colts wasn't really fun. Ryan Fitzpatrick refuses to let Tua get any time on the field. And and Dak Prescott broke his ankle, and it was disgusting. Um, But that's where I want to open up this reaction show because, for me, I want to react to that call. Because, unfortunately, Kansas City, for those of you listening right now, I appreciate you very much. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, uh, with you here tonight until 9 o'clock to talk about this. And if you want to call, please feel free to call. 913-576-7610. Also, if you'd like, you can text as well on the Smitty's Garage burger and beer text line. Number's the same, 913-576-7610. But, Nick, we dive into this game, and they lose. I apologize for Right off the bat, I thought that this team had a legitimate shot at going undefeated. I thought the way that their schedule lined up, they were they had the easiest schedule. They still have the easiest schedule moving forward. They were playing the Raiders, a divisional opponent, at home. You looked at the numbers. Everybody thought Chiefs by a slam dunk was what this game was going to end. And unfortunately, for those uh, that thought that, it didn't end that way. And this is one of those games where when this type of stuff happens... We still get these types of fans that linger around. I'm sorry I thought this team was going defeated. I mean, they literally won 13 games in a row. They have the best quarterback in the league. They have a top three wide receiver. They have the best tight end in the league. They have a top five defense, according to DVOA. And, you know, they just didn't win. And then we still have people that linger from horrible times in Kansas City history that completely forgot That in February of last year in Miami, they won a Super Bowl. That they came back from a 24-point lead where people were at the edge of their seats, where people were leaving, where people didn't know what to believe. And they won that game. And then they were behind in the NFC Championship game. And they won that game. And then they were behind in the Super Bowl. And they won that game. And they started off this year 4-0 for the fourth consecutive year. Never been done before in the history of the NFL. And yet you still have people. That when the Chiefs lose one game, one game, yes, it's at home. Yes, it's to the Raiders, but you lost one game and you're already out here because I have proof that there are still fans out here that are like, well, that's it. Back to the 90s. Looks good. Always screw up. Brett Veach couldn't do his job. Mike Mayock does a better job. That's where we're at right now. And that's where we were. Right after the game. Even Binkley told me in in the middle of transmission in the middle of intermission. He said, I had people texting me saying Chiefs are trash.
1: I thought we were over this by now. We're not. Apparently I, I thought that last year winning the Super Bowl and like showing that you're finally over the top had finally put this all to rest of this negative this negativity that comes out of Chiefs Kingdom after a loss, but apparently not. Apparently there's still some people out there and honestly I don't know if there's any hope for those people out there that they'll ever get over that, but For me, personally, I used to think a lot like this guy, right? I used to. Because you had had to. That's all I knew, right? right? That's all I knew with the Chiefs was, oh, man, you know, like, fast start, and then, of course, we lose one to the Raiders or something that we're not supposed to lose. Oh, man, well, there's so many problems here, this, this, that. That's not the case anymore, man, like, this team is gonna win or gonna lose football games every once in a while. And they haven't lost since what, last November?
2: November 10th against Tennessee at Tennessee. It was uh literally 14 weeks of NFL season. Uh they went 13 and 0 after that.
1: Yeah, I'll take that if the Chiefs only lose once every, what, eleven months. Yeah, you know? and,
2: and also when one of those losses one of those losses isn't uh, you know,
1: in the Super Bowl. Right. And also you gotta think about it too, is that when the Chiefs came into the season Coming off the Super Bowl, you've got the Super Bowl MVP. You've got all the hype in the world. Yeah, you have the biggest target on your back, right? right. You're going to get the A plus game out of every single opponent, at least scheme wise. And it worked for the Raiders yesterday, and yeah. that's fine. You know, that's fine. At the end of the day, for the Chiefs to went to, you know, start out four and four and zero, and then go to four and one, they're still in the driver's seat in this division. They still have an amazing team. They might go fifteen and one. Who knows? But yeah. just we got to stop with this stuff, guys. And, and maybe we par- do. and maybe partially
2: it's my fault because I do get text messages from friends. You know, they understand that, like, I pay a little bit more attention probably than other friends in the inner circle. And one of my friends is just a consistent worry wart. And I think the biggest thing that I think we've talked about before, Nick, is that I think, I don't know how it's possible, but I feel like people forget that 15's the quarterback, and that big Andy has shaken that monkey off his back of, you know, not being able to manage a clock or be able to seal the deal or get a big lead and watch it get tarnished away. Now, granted, this team was up 14 to three, but this was Las Vegas's Super Bowl, man. And, oh, they, yeah. and they played like it. And the way that they played this game, the best way they possibly could. The Chiefs literally weren't out of it until the very, very end when they finally got the first down. Because, you know, my buddy from St. Louis is texting me and he's like, you know, I'm worried. And I'm like, they're only down eight. Or they, I think they were down nine at this point. And I was like, you know, it's it's not over. You know, this team can literally score in a minute and ten seconds, less than that if they really wanted to. And yeah, I mean, if you want to be honest with you, if you don't want to, I don't want to make them excuses. Um, but you know, you lost an offensive lineman who was probably your top two offensive lineman on that line next to Mitchell Schwartz. And he goes down and tears two ligaments and two knees. And then you lose Sammy Watkins. Like the Raiders still didn't play the chiefs full roster and they still had to fight and crawl to steal a line from Al Pacino with their fingernails just to get out of arrowhead alive. And Derek Carr credit to him had to play the best game of his life And this is why I want to mute these people. And I get it. Like, my mom has texted me and said, your dad's one of these people. Nick Price, your dad is one of these people. Oh, I know. And they are because they grew up during this time. And I get it. You know, it's like if you've been cheated on, you just never can forgive people. Right. Well, you have to realize that the different people that you go hang out with aren't the same person from the last. And you got to make sure that you have an open mind with that. This team has proven to you that they can go to the promised land and reign free with a trophy. We understand that. This team is different. Super Bowls and seasons aren't won in week five. I promise you that. And the Chiefs, guess what? They lost in week five last year, and they still won the Super Bowl. And what you said, we'll get to in a little bit later, about the having the target on your back and get everybody's thing. But my main concern with this loss isn't really with the team. And I'll get into why I don't think it's the team a little bit later as well. But it's more so my reaction on the Red Reaction Show with how certain fans feel. Now, granted, I shared that audio on Twitter, and, you know, there were some comments, and most of them, mostly all of them, were, this guy can't be real, this isn't real, this is stupid, I don't understand why somebody would think this. But the thing is, is that there are still people that linger on this. My dad does it, my friend Nick does it, Nick Price's dad does it. And I get it, like, you grew up with that. But you didn't grow up with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. And a running back that's a rookie that's still a top five when it comes into rushing yards in the AFC. Like, I understand this loss is sour and it's bitter and it sucks because it's at home and it's to the Raiders. But there's more to it than just one loss. Now you see what you have to fix. Now you know what you have to do. Now you have to adjust without Sammy Watkins in the lineup for two to three weeks. But the positive thing about this is you've got one more tough task and then your schedule is unbelievably easy. I mean, you have Panthers, who granted have won three in a row without Christian McCaffrey, but you have the Panthers, you have the Jets, you have... The Broncos another time. You have the Raiders there. You have the Chargers, which could be different because it looks like Justin Herbert is really starting to get groovy in the NFL as they lead the New Orleans Saints right now 13-3, to and he's playing extremely well. But the thing about this is, is that right now the main focus is the Raiders. It's the fact that they lost, and it's the fact that you have to just make sure and look at the record. They're 4-1. and They're going to be fine. Just get that old sour taste out of your mouth.
1: Well, did you really expect that the Raiders were never going to win another game against the Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback? No. Like, this is the NFL. That's why we play the games. You know, like, that's the old saying. But anything can happen when you go out there. And the fact that the Raiders win one game by eight points yeah. at Arrowhead when playing a damn near perfect game on their end and playing against, you know, the Chiefs who had a couple guys go down throughout the game and some guys banged up and – Didn't really look as sharp as they could have during portions of that game. I don't think it's really anything to worry about. Losses happen. Let's get over it. Let's move on.
2: 913-576-7610. That's the phone line. Smitty's Garage, Burger and Beer. Text line 913-576-7610. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. You can't have a rival if you always win. So I kind of like this storm that could be brewing with Las Vegas.
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens.
2: I don't know why, but I really like the way she says my name. Oh, Yeah. So many people will say You don't hear
1: that many people go Dusty Likens. I
2: don't, man. I I think it's funny it's more too. Like Dusty
1: Likens. Or it's
2: like uh Dusty Likens. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, thank you for once again <laughs> miss, uh, missing that opportunity." But no, that's right. Uh Nick Price Dusty Likens Red Reaction Show, Smitty's Garage Beer and Text, Burgers and Beer Text Line. Almost had it. 913-576-7610. Uh so from the 210 those fans can kick rocks with Fred Flintstone shoes on. I don't think Fred Flintstone wore shoes. I think that's the joke. Chiefs will never be good enough for them. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why people are concerned. I can't answer that question for you. They'll just never trust it. I'll be honest. With How you. many
1: more Super Bowls they got to win for people to stop thinking like that? I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like I think Four. those people are just kind of programmed that way to where you know, they're always going to be the worrisome Chiefs fan. And they're always going to think that the sky is falling every time they lose a game and that something significantly is wrong. Sometimes you just have bad days. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, the other team just has good days.
2: Yeah, and I I think I heard Pete Sweeney, a uh, fan of the show and friend of mine, I think it was funny what he said. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was interesting what he said. He just he just said it the way it is. And, like, sometimes brutal, blunt honesty is what you need to hear. And the Raiders just outplayed the Chiefs yesterday. That's just the facts. Like, they just they outplayed the Chiefs. And the Raiders won. The Raiders were tired of hearing how they couldn't win an arrowhead. Derek Carr, you know, made it a mission to come out here and actually do it. And, you know. It is what it is. Like maybe I'm maybe, you know, maybe I'm a little too much when I say this team can go undefeated and I get people riled up and they're like, all right, this guy's, you know, talking, talking mouth, telling me this team can get undefeated and this team can do this and do that. And then they lose. I get it. You can be mad about that. But I mean, at the end of the day, when this team is what 13 and three, 14 and two, 12 and four, I mean, what then? That's like the most successful NFL season you could possibly have. So don't get discouraged about week five. And also, try to be a little bit more like myself when these people text you or they call you or they're around you during the game. They're like, I'm just worried. Just pray for them. I don't know. Just be like, hey, man, you're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. It's the Raiders. It's week five. Double J from KC. You're on the Red Reaction Show. What's up, man?
0: What's up, Dusty? Hey, love the show. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, look, the Chiefs will be fine. Yeah, yesterday was disappointing. I mean, yeah, we I thought we would win yesterday, but the Raiders came in, and you got to their heads to them. I mean, but we're going to be fine. Chiefs fans, relax. We got Pat Mahomes. We got Andy Reid. We're going to be just fine. every day Every good team is a game or two. I mean, look at the Patriots. They went to the Super Bowl a couple years back when they went undefeated in the regular season. They lost in the Super Bowl. Well, fine. Go Chiefs. Let's take it to the Bills next Monday night.
2: That's right, Double J. Thanks for the phone call on the Red Reaction Show. That phone number is 913-576-7610. So you react to that. I mean, I think Double J is in the majority of Chiefs fans. My only issue is that there's still these lingering fans that just can't ever be satisfied when sometimes you have a bad game. Like sometimes I go to work and I don't have a good shift. It's not because I don't care. It's not because, you know, it's not because maybe I'm less of what I was before. It just might be like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. It's just one of those days. I just, you know what? I I do this and it, it comes, it gets this way. They only outplayed KC for the third quarter. That's about it from the eight one six. Yeah. I mean, I think it was more so, I think it was more so that they, they didn't tuck their tail between their leg and run away. And I think that's a fair assumption that some people have is that, you know, there are times where like the chiefs go up 14 to three and teams just take it on the chin and they tell themselves, well, crap. That's going to be impossible to come back from that. And their attitude changes. Now, the difference in some of those teams as opposed to the Raiders is the Raiders want to be a rival. And Las Vegas has a potential to be the new rival. They've got enough that stacks up to it, right? Like, they have the history on their side of Raiders versus Chiefs. I think that's fair. But if you look at what this rivalry can bring, Winning can get boring when all you do is beat teams. Just, like, ask the Spurs. Like, the Spurs were the most boring, successful franchise to just continuously win. Like, the Spurs would have seasons where they would win 58 games or 57 games, and nobody cared. And then they get into the finals, and they'd be like, oh, great. The Spurs are going to play. It's going to be boring. Nobody really rivaled the Spurs. They were just good. It was bo- I don't know. Maybe I'm just too millennial-ish to think that you need to have some adversity when it comes to being successful because my theory is always you can't write a story about a hero without some defaults or some you know, challenges along the way. Example, go look up Jamie Lannister. But you want to have that team – That can keep you honest, and I think the Raiders can be that. I don't think the Raiders will ever be more superior. I don't think the Raiders will ever be better than the Chiefs. I truly, truly firmly believe that. But if you look at the way they've changed their team and how they've got their parts set up, it meshes well for a rivalry. And I'm okay to have a rivalry. I'm totally fine with it. I think they're fun. An old colleague of mine and friend of mine always said more hate in sports and more love in the world or less hate in the world and more hate in sports. It's okay to hate other teams because of who they are. But look at their parts that they're putting together. They have the heel head coach, Chucky, John Gruden. Doesn't look like he's missed a meal in Vegas. I don't know what, what's, what he's doing there, but good for him. You go to the Rio, you go to that buffet, it's dynamite. I've been there. But the thing is, they have that head coach that rivals Andy Reid. Like, those two couldn't be more polar opposites, but yet still respect each other. Gruden, in your face, always has a smirk. Andy Reid, cool, calm, collected. Hey, it's fine. You know, it's going to be all right. Those are the
1: two biggest names in the division as far as the coaches go, too.
2: 100%. Yeah. And they're two of the three biggest names in the AFC. It's Belichick, Reid, and Gruden. And then probably what Harbaugh, I would assume is probably your top four in the AFC. Yeah, right. So that's there. The head coach battle is there. The history of the two teams is there. We told ourselves all week, you know, is it Raider week? Does it feel like Raider week? Can't be Raider week if they haven't beat you. And the other thing is the Raiders actually have something that the Chiefs don't have. And that is they have a closer. Like Josh Jacobs at the end, like his lines, his line wasn't that great. I think he had like, what, 17 rushes for 77 yards somewhere in that ballpark. Wasn't outstanding. He didn't burn you. But where he got you was at the end of the game. The Chiefs don't have that. Like, again, the Chiefs are a different team. They're not a run heavy team. But they don't have that closer that when it's, you know, three minutes and 28 seconds left in the game, and they need to get two first downs, and they can run the ball. They don't have that, and that's one thing the Raiders have. It's not a valuable thing to have to win a Super Bowl, I don't believe, but it's value when you play a team like the Chiefs, and you don't back down, and that's what, that's what Las Vegas did yesterday. They just didn't back down, and that second quarter, there were five touchdowns in that second quarter between both teams. That was, you shoot, I'm shooting. You, it basically was Rocky versus Ivan Drago. It was, punch me in the face, punch you in the face, and nobody fell down. And the other thing that they have that can cause this to be a rivalry, which is to me the most important part, is they got John Abram, man. And when you talk about the Raiders and what the Raiders represent and who the Raiders are, this man is everything that a Raider is supposed to be because he let every Chiefs player on the field know where he was, how he was going to play, and he doesn't care if you think it's dirty. He's just going to go out there and he's going to put a lick on you. And that's what the Raiders are. The Raiders have always had that player. The Raiders have always had that. So when you ask yourself, is there still a Raider week? I feel like things will be a little bit different when they go to Vegas. I'm just saying because don't you now feel like there is a little bit of something brewing? Like the Raiders aren't as bad as they used to be. They're still not where they want to be. They've still got to figure out their quarterback situation. I truly firmly believe that. But everything else they have they have almost mimicked you to a T. They went out and got their speedster receiver. They built that line to protect their quarterback to give him enough time to maybe do something besides throw a check down. They went and got a badass tight end, and they're just going to try to beat you every time they get to play you because they know that you're the best team in the West. They know that you've won the Super Bowl, and they're just not going to take it lightly anymore, and that fear is slowly diminishing after every win they can get because now they know they can get to you. So if you don't feel like something's brewing, then I don't know what to tell you. But I'm okay if we can bring the Raiders back and have this old 90s rivalry week where it's like, yeah, they beat us last time. Now let's go kick their ass.
1: I agree 100%, Dusty. Like, obviously, I don't like to see the Chiefs losing games or anything. I'm not rooting for the Chiefs to lose games. But if they were to lose one game this year and it happened to be something that reignited that rivalry a little bit, then – you know what? So be it. That's pretty cool in my book. And we've talked about it on our show and on other shows before about how, you know, for younger people, Raider week just isn't the same. I've never understood it because both teams haven't been competitive at the same time. You know, it's either the Chiefs are good, the Raiders are bad, and they just whoop them or vice versa. And so without having that to lean on of, hey, you know, like this game really matters, you know, we got to go out there and, put our best game plan together and go execute. And we really like, we know these guys really want to beat us, but we want to beat them more without that kind of mentality. You don't have a rivalry. And so now that they've picked up this win in Arrowhead, we'll see what happens when they go to Vegas. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be a lot different mindset when it comes to the, the chiefs, their preparation and what they bring out to the field when they go to Vegas.
2: Yeah. And from the eight ones or from the 913-576-7610, seven, six, seven, six, Smitty's garage, burger and beer text line. Sorry if I'm texting too much. You're not. Um, But this is really gets to me. One game. You lose all confidence. That is trash. No, that's where we're at. But like where I'm at now is that I'm with you, Nick. Like, think about it. When we took away, well, we didn't do it. But when Missouri and Kansas was taken away, like there were years, right. Where like, Missouri was just clearly better than Kansas in football like yeah. most of the years. But there was a couple times where Kansas might have been better. Literally, like there was a couple years where Kansas was a better team. Now, it's always a rivalry because of, you know, the relevancy, the, the continue to, you know, all that other stuff. But the thing about it is when it's gone, there is a little bit of something that's missed. And, you know, we don't have – Raider week, you know, as us. Like we I mean, I, I grew up in the nineties, but I didn't I didn't I wasn't into it like I am right. now. And my dad would always tell me, Oh, you know, the Raiders are the guys that, you know, they hit you last, and then you hit them, and then you get caught with a penalty, or, you know, they'd punch you in the huddle and you just didn't like it. And then there's the famous picture of Brandon Flowers flexing, and all the Raiders fans in the black hole are giving them the bird. Um, so I do think that it is interesting that a rivalry can be because you look at the other teams, in your division. The Broncos, I think, are just kind of a step back just because of how many injuries they've had this year. They need some time. Right, and I just think that Drew Locke's too babyface at home to really have people be like, I hate the Broncos. Like, Drew Locke's a Lee Summit kid. He grew up here. He he grew up loving the Chiefs, went to Mizzou. So for a lot of fans, it's going to be tough for them to be like, I hate this team because of this guy. Now, if Drew just turned heel, which I would love to do. I mean, if he ever wanted to go get something to eat and have a conversation with me about it, I'd be like, hey, man. It'd be so awesome if you would just become this heel, bad guy, whatever, and just do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's in his blood. I think he's competitive enough. I don't, I just think he's too, I think he's too face and not enough heel. But you think about it. The Raiders have a big, bad defensive player that likes to just lay the wood. They've got a head coach that doesn't give a rip who you are because he's gonna be there for another eight years making a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he's part of that Andy Reid division. Like, he was in Green Bay with them. They have that history. And now you have a team that went into Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs, and they've got a little bit. But let's see how it goes. Because you know what? If this truly was their Super Bowl, we'll see how hungover they are the next week, and we'll see what the Chiefs do. Because I have a theory that this isn't the... that this is. There's a reason why this is a rivalry, and there's a reason why I don't think you should be worried.
1: Last thing before we get to yeah, the yeah. break, Dusty, but like, you brought up KU and Mizzou. Yeah. And you know, I went to KU and... It's kind of the same thing with K-State, right? It's the same thing with KU and K-State is when, you know, K-State's really good at football and KU is miserable at football, the juice just isn't there. Right. Same thing with basketball, but then, you know, we haven't really seen it much in football, but in basketball then when K-State had those really good teams and right. they were going up and they were winning some games and kind of going back and forth with Kansas, that's when you really felt it. You're like, "Okay, I'm supposed to hate this team and I understand right. now." You know, like, I feel it. And one
2: side has to have more triumph than the other because you have to have that feeling, or that metaphor of yeah. one guy's getting beat up all the time, the other one's not. Oh, this team won. Ooh, this is going to be a good game. Right. From the eight one six stats show how hard it is to beat teams three times. If we see them in the playoffs, I'd rather lose week five than in the AFC Divisional Round. No doubt. You are not lying. Um, you can be in the past when it comes to how you feel after a loss, but these guys are different, and I'll prove it
0: the Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens.
2: From the 816, Raiders just wanted to go back to Las Vegas and say they'd be the Super Bowl champions when they were the underdogs. At their home. That's fair. Number looks familiar. It's, uh... I agree. I mean, I truly believe that the Chiefs are that team. Like, when you play the Chiefs, you know damn well who the Chiefs are. You know who 15 is. You know where 87 is. You know where 10 is. You don't like it. So you want to do something about it. Well... If you're going to do something about it, you better make it known. Hats off to the Raiders. I was wrong. Sorry. Sometimes predictions don't go well. Just watch the weatherman at night. Beautiful day tomorrow. Shouldn't have any clouds. Rains. (laughs) This is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln bringing this show to you live on 610 Sports Radio with myself Dusty Likens and Nick Price kind of reacting to this Raiders loss as best we can try to keep you in a positive mindset obviously is the goal um there's no reason to be
1: negative about that game
2: i mean the only thing that i could be negative about is the fact that like this team loses Sammy Watkins again and they lose a starting yeah. right guard and those two valuable points in the in the team's offense are kind of crushing but here's the deal A, this team does play different on offense when Sammy Watkins isn't on the field. That is a full-blown fact. B, this team is very slim at offensive line. Um, Luckily, though, for this team, this quarterback is probably, other than Peyton, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever been able to see improvise or attack a blitz. And from what we've heard... On broadcast and what I've seen from people that literally know what they're talking about on Twitter uh, is that teams are now just rushing four and spying Mahomes. And basically, what they're going to do is they're going to blitz four. They're going to, which is the four linemen, and then they're going to have a linebacker safety. He's just going to sit back and he's going to cloud over the area. And where Mahomes goes, he goes. And then everybody else is they're just taking away the deep pass. And you're seeing that wrinkle in our offense. And we'll see how the team reacts to that. But this is where I want to do a reaction to why this team is different than teams in the past. One, the majority of everyone on this team has some sort of jewelry on their finger. They've been to the promised land. They know what it's like. They've done it right. This team's goal hasn't changed. This team legitimately wants to chase rings. And in the NFL, you have a strong, strong window with a strong team of about three to four years. You know, the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl every year. They just went a lot. And they didn't go every single year, but they made sure that they could attack their windows of opportunity. Now, they played in a division that was very weak for the majority of their time. Seems similar, right? Sometimes Buffalo would be around and give them trouble. Sometimes Miami would give them trouble. The Jets, the Jets did with Sanchez, you know, with the with the with Rex Ryan and his feet issue and and the Sanchez. But the thing about this is, Chiefs teams in the past didn't have alpha males on their team, or didn't start to create alpha males where you can see what they say. And I know that everyone that listens to this show doesn't probably have Twitter, or you do, or you don't follow it as much as people that are. That are running mouths like I am. But when I see a tweet by Travis Kelsey at 4:40, an hour after the game was over, and it says this, I have to be better, all caps. For my teammates and coaches, this loss is on me, and the only way to fix it is to go to work ASAP. Let's take a trip about five years ago when I used to have to hear everybody. Just disrespect 87 because he was too flashy or he didn't think about him. He didn't think about the team. He thought about himself. He threw a towel to ref as it was a flag and he got kicked out of a game in a game where they almost lost and he was gone. He was one of the better players. Here's 2020 Travis Kelsey saying that it's on him that they lost, that he has to be better and they have to get back to work. Does that sound like a team that's going to let this game bother them in the negative ways? No, this is a team that's going to take the negative, turn that
1: into a positive, and light the world on fire. That's what I get when I read Travis Kelsey's tweet. I agree. And, you know, Kelsey's not the only one that feels like that. No. And Kelsey's not the only leader on this team that fills that role and acts like that either.
2: And, and not only that, but, I mean, I get it. Like, the media has to have, you know, quotes. And they have to have lines that they fish after. I've done it. I'm guilty. Adam Teicher... To Tyra Matthew on the speed of Henry Ruggs, Tyra Matthew quotes back with, we've run with plenty of 4-2 guys. I don't think that's an excuse. This Chiefs team is different when it comes to Chiefs teams in the past to leech on to the first segment of how fans get so distraught and... Lethargic when it comes to a random loss in the NFL, which again, I kind of blame myself because I kind of told you this team could go undefeated. I went on Jay Binkley's show and I said that, and it's really hard to do that in the NFL week by week by week by week, especially during a season that has been affected by COVID. But the fact that you have guys on this team like Tyron Matthew, like Tyreek Hill, like Travis Kelsey, who it's always fun to see these guys be flashy. And Sexy, when they do a lot of good stuff, it gets me horny. I'll be honest with you. Oh, me too. Big time. But the thing about it is this team knows that it's going after rings. And they know that if they want to do that, they've got to fix little things. That's what championship teams do. Championship teams fix the tiny things that you may not see on the stat sheet. Or you may not see... On the page, where Travis Kelsey was like, you know what, I was running six-yard routes when I should have been running eight-yard routes, and that's on me. And you don't see that, nor do you have to care about that. Or Mahomes is like, you know what, I was inaccurate. I was throwing the ball all over the place. Mahomes looked like a superstar in that game, yeah. but his stat line didn't. His stat line wasn't superstarish. He still had three total touchdowns,
1: still pretty damn threw good. over
2: two hundred and fifty yeah. yards, and made some uh, absurd throws. And yeah, I get it. It's bitter. It's the Raiders. It's at home. Some people think that they're just more in tune to this team because they put a lot of their time and their money and their effort into this team, and I get it. You should feel that way, like it's a family to you. But you should also understand the other side of things, that this team is not the same team. You have losses along the way that sting. This team knows that the Super Bowl isn't won in Week 5. Let's see how the Raiders move on from this win. And you should feel great as a Chiefs fan that you know that every single week... A team is going to play you, and they're going to try to give you their best game. And that's really the first team that we've seen do that. Houston didn't give a chance. Baltimore got blown out. Whatever you want to call the Chargers game, I think that was just like one of those like hey, we're traveling, Whoa, this who is different. Like starting what? quarterback? Right, huh? a needle was put in the lung of their starting quarterback, and then all of a sudden Justin Herbert came out, and if you think Justin Herbert was a fluke, he threw for 300 yards against the Chiefs. He's got three touchdowns tonight, and there's 14 seconds left in the first half, and he looks miles ahead of Drew Brees. So you should feel great when teams want to take your head off because that means you are the best in the league. And spoiler alert, the Chiefs are still the best team in the NFL.
1: That's why I'm not entertaining any of this negativity this week.
2: Oh, I am. I love it because I want to call him out. Because if I'm going to get called out for calling this damn team undefeated and admit that I'm wrong, I want that guy to call me and say, hey, Dusty, I saw your tweet. I saw it got a lot of attention. I'm an idiot. I should not have said that Mike Mayock is a better GM than Brett Veach. Are you? Like, why are we there?
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. And, you know, I'm just saying I'm not going to entertain any kind of thoughts in my own head about negative thoughts about this Chiefs team. After one loss. Now, if they come out against the Bills next week, on next Monday, afternoon, I guess, Monday afternoon football. 4.30.
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: If they come out against the Bills and they come out flat and they look unprepared and they look like they're not juiced up for that game, then maybe I'll start thinking, hey, you know, this team needs an attitude adjustment, things like that. But it's one football game, guys. It's one football game where the other team had to come into your stadium and put up 40 points to beat you and you still like you still played well enough to probably beat most teams on most days but it's kind of something that i've been seeing from the chiefs over the past few weeks is that you know when you don't lose a football game in over 11 months you can get a little complacent you know right. you can go out there and just say hey we're better than the other team and we know it and you know things might not click the whole game but we got 15 and he always finds a way to win at the end and that's fine and that works 90% of the time work for 11 months but Sometimes you need a little bit of a wake-up call like this game to kind of step back, reevaluate, and really remember what's important about this team and what's important about your preparation, coming out, fast start, all that kind of stuff. And I think that there's going to be a lot more positives coming out of this team because of their leadership and because of their coaching than negatives coming out of this game. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, 913-576-7610. That's the number to the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line. Also the number to the show if you'd like to call in. We've got one more segment from the 8-1-6, Raiders have a bye this week. Then they play Tampa, then Cleveland. I say they beat Tampa and get beat by Cleveland. If they beat both, watch out. Chiefs let them off the hook. That's a tough schedule. Uh, I think it's great that they're blurring out Dax' ankle on this halftime report because that was the most disgusting ankle Never need to see that again. Other than Gordon Haywards. they were basically the same, except Dax was rolled over on. Um, but, no, I think let him off the hook. I keep... I, uh, yeah, I'll be fair. I mean, I agree. Like you, you have to won. you got to take care of the right. teams
1: in your division, right. right? You can't leave that door open by losing, especially the first matchup because, you know, God forbid you go and lose to the Raiders in Vegas and then now we're in a totally different situation. Now, do I th- right now, you know, October 12, 2020, do I think that the Raiders and the Chiefs are going to be tied at the end of the season for the division? No. I think the Chiefs are still the clear favorite for this, but you kind of do leave the the door open with that, but That's a tough next two games for the Raiders. Alternatively, the Chiefs have the Bills, but then it's pretty easy after that for a while.
2: No doubt. Uh, We have to move on. The Raiders are officially over. Will we get a Mahomes-Jordan moment Monday night?
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens.
2: Just a little over five minutes of the Red Reaction show here on 610 Sports Radio. Quite, quite the audience on the text line, the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line. Quite the, quite the output tonight for UKC. So, I'm glad most of you are doing okay, because I know that there's some of you out there that are just, just absolutely worried. And really, the only person that should be worried is, is Chris Berman when he sees what his hair looks like on TV. Because I don't know what in the hell is going on with Chris Berman's hair, but it's not natural.
1: You know you're about to get one of those. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: sure it happened. It's on mute in here because I can't have volume. But uh, you know he did that. I mean, NFL primetime Sundays, Berman and Booger. <laughs> Like, that's where, we're, that's where we're at in 2020. 2020 is a weird time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I do want to give my uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Alex Smith. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. And I get it. There's some people that think it's disgusting. Um, but I'm a believer that he's a grown-ass man and he can make his decisions. And if he truly feels like he can go out there and play football and those team doctors truly believe he can go out there and play football, then he can go play football. Even if he got sacked six times, that should be more encouraging that they're not cupcaking him and that he's actually doing okay. And we also don't know how much longer he's going to play football. But he's a nice guy. He was always respectful to our station and to us when we needed interviews or questions. So I take my time and appreciate that. I also feel terrible for Dak Prescott because he's yet to get paid. And just seeing a grown man in tears with a broken ankle in the back of a cart um, on national TV is just not something that I wish on anybody Uh, In my entire life, but something that I want to get into this show that I think can be a little bit encouraging, which I'm really hoping that Pete Sweeney writes an article about it on uh, Arrowhead Pride, Um, which, by the way, the Arrowhead Pride show is uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, Jay Binkley in here as well. Um, But tomorrow, Therese Paylor joins the drive at three thirty. And uh, then Wednesday could be a fun interview. There is uh, Wednesday at four thirty on the drive. You get uh, Rich Gannon. Mm. By the way, interesting stat, Derek Carr, first Raider to throw for 300 yards at Arrowhead since Rich Gannon in 2002. Um, They went on to play in the Super Bowl that year, and Rich Gannon would have a terrible game. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, he's he's an MVP quarterback. He's a nice dude. He does a lot of good stuff for this station. But just a little stat, that's how much the Chiefs have dominated the Raiders at home. 18 years without allowing a guy to throw for 300 yards against you. So, but the Raiders are done. We put the Raiders to bed. The bills are next. It's Monday night football, and Josh Allen's going to get his wish. And that wish is the strongest arm comment. TMZ Sports has already started to stir the pot, which is fine. Um, But we all remember that Josh Allen is a firm believer that he has a strong arm, that he is, uh, you know, one of those guys that can really, uh, really sling it, and he can. His team is successful. They have a big game up on Tuesday night, and then they have an even bigger game on Monday night, October 19th, uh, which you can hear that game live on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. No longer are games on 101 The Fox, so get over to 106.5 The Wolf. But the timing uh, of this game, the Chiefs are pissed, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the Chiefs are pissed. They lost to the Raiders. Couldn't be worse for the Bills. Right? They lost to the Raiders at home. Now they know what a loss feels like after 13 straight wins. Um, and this is the third Monday night football game for the chiefs this year. Um, so that's really interesting. You know, they played the one at six o'clock. Um, now they're going to play one at four o'clock. Um, and the chiefs have more time to prepare than the bills. Like the bills are going to play a game Tuesday night, tomorrow night, and they're going to play a pretty damn good team in the Tennessee Titans. And then immediately after that game, they've got to put their focus on the best team in the NFL. And when I say that you may have lost to the Raiders, but go beat Buffalo in their house and Mahomes lets it hang, yeah, then this team's right back on schedule is showing the league and to those doubting fans that just get so sad that they're trying to get back to a ring ceremony. Now, I don't know what a parade would look like in 2020. Uh, Probably wouldn't have one. Um, I don't honestly know because... I just, I can't, I can't predict that. I don't know what things are going to be like
1: tomorrow. Maybe it'd be like those uh, birthday parades that people uh, were doing, no. you know, or like the car parade. Uh, we'll just like all drive around and like go through the parking lot at Arrowhead I honking mean, if, our horns.
2: If that's the case, I'll have two full cooler coolers of beer in my front yard, and I'll just be like, go ahead, guys. Absolutely. And I will just have so much video. Um, but I say these Jordan moments a lot because I've compared this team to that they've watched the last dance, and they really want to go get rings, and that's what they want to be known for. They don't want to be known for having a really good player on their team that was better than everybody else or a legendary coach that got one or two rings. No, this team wants multiple rings. They want three or more. I truly believe that. This team is young enough. This team has enough chemistry with each other, and I just truly believe that this team has a Michael Jordan type of personality at quarterback. They didn't win yesterday. Derek Carr was really good, but Derek Carr – doesn't do the things that Mahomes does. And what makes me think that Mahomes can have these Jordan moments is that when people mess his psyche up or people try to call him out or he sees things that maybe you didn't think would affect him, and when you come out here and challenge this man's arm strength against yours, and that's fine. But that's like going up to a guy at the driving range and you just seen him pipe four or five drives, 285 yards of carry, and you're like, I think I can do that. And the guy's going to be like, okay, go ahead. And you hit your first one, and it goes like 265, 270, and you're like, see? And then he goes up there, gears it up, and you're like, oh. So I'm good, but, like, you're better. And, And when you do that to Mahomes, he lets it be known. Bears game, Ravens game, many other opportunities where he counts. He did the tweet where he posted where he said, I know I'm not the best player in the NFL according to the NFL rankings, but I'm telling you, this team is pissed. They know about these comments that Josh Allen made in the beginning of the year. We all remember it. We circled week six, and said, okay, you're going to get your shot. And now you get your shot. Monday Night Football, best team in the NFL, coming off a loss at home, sour taste in your mouth. And now it's Buffalo.
1: It's going to be a cool game. I, uh, Buffalo is one of the up and coming teams in the AFC. Yeah. I think we could both agree on that. And they're a team that, you know, Josh Allen looks like he's putting it together and that they're going to be around for a while. But with Patrick Mahomes, a lot like Michael Jordan. You don't want to give that guy extra motivation. You just can't. You can't give that guy any extra motivation because he's already that motivated himself that if you throw something out there, you know he's going to make you pay. He's going to make you look silly, and he's going to go out there and just prove to everybody that he is exactly what he thinks he is, which is the best player in the NFL.
2: And that's what I was telling Pete. Uh, I think it was like last Sunday when I was on for Binkley. I was like, when you piss someone off that has ungodly talent – and just is better than you, and then you give him that extra niche of, oh hey, by the way, here's something else. This guy thinks he can compete with you. Oh, okay. Well, let we'll me see show you about that. Let me show you what, what's yeah. going on, right? Nick Price, uh, beautiful face, beautiful voice. I love being in Thanks, here with man. you again. I miss Saturdays. I know a lot of people do in the text line. We got to get that back sometime. I hope. Uh, this is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Dusty Likens. Thanks for listening. Again, tomorrow, full slate of shows, Fesco, Cody Gold, and uh, CDOT, and Levine. It's a Tuesday, Monday night, Chiefs Bills. You can hear it all on 106.5 The Wolf, our sister station. To everyone that's listened tonight, I appreciate it. All the texts are very well, uh, very well enjoyed by me. And to the calls, to Double J, to all those people, I appreciate it. I'm Dusty Likens for Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. We're out.
0: The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same
0: old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.